ladies and gentlemen welcome to the lmc cast we're back once again and with me today is our usual crew we have vija good evening uh myself of thought uh we have the random genius hello there we have shadow fox oh hi hi and we also have nabal who is not playing with us today um but he is still joining us in the recording booth someone's got to man it this is true <laughs> and today we are playing a game called smash up um, it's a bit of a silly and lighthearted, but also fairly quick-paced game. Um, the way it works is everyone has picked two themed decks. Um, so we'll go around the table and see which themes we've got in a minute. Um, but the idea is you smash them together and make one deck with two different themes in it. And um, you use those to capture bases by playing a minion card and an action card every turn. But all of your cards also do extra stuff. So for instance, um, and I'm going to let you see the, this card anyway... Um, I have a minion here, which, when I play it, allows me to play an extra action card or draw a card. So I can pick one of those two to do um, when I play it. The bases also have uh, features. We'll go through the f bases when we are about to start. Um, but yeah, let's go around the table and see who's got what decks. Uh, Vija, what deck have you got? Oh, the two decks I have chosen are uh, Steampunk... And uh, Misotonic University, which if you're um, if you've ever read any of, and his name's gone from my head. H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft's <laughs> works. It uh, Misotonic University is one of those that features heavily. Um, as a note as well, uh, I've just been reading through the cards for this deck, and I get an extra side deck to draw upon. Ah. So yeah, make sure you draw that. <laughs> yeah, so I've just pulled that out, and I'm just putting it in the left-hand corner down here. Uh, I may have played this once or twice before, for reference of others, so I think I just ended up picking a complicated deck. <laughs> <laughs> at, least you're at least you're slightly more experienced with this game. I, I haven't played it in over a year, but sure, let's go with that. Uh, Shadow Fox? Yes, uh, well, my knowledge of this game is absolutely zero. Uh, I've gone with a dinosaur and not Transformers deck. What are they called? The Charge Bots, I think they were Legally called. Legally Distinct Transformers. Yes, the Charge Bots. Transforming Robots from who, another planet. Who, surprisingly, the two decks actually just going by some visuals mesh together surprisingly well. <laughs> oh, yeah, that could be interesting. So the idea is, like, all of the... All of the theme decks have something they're good at, and it's a case of, hey, do the mishmash of the abilities work together well, or are they just going to cause complete chaos? Knowing um, us, it's going to be the latter. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just looking at the art and thinking, yeah, that looks like a transforming dinosaur <laughs> or something similar. Uh, Random Genius, what have you got for your deck? So I've gone for a fairly traditional deck to start things off with. So I've gone with a deck of dragons. 
And then I've combined it with Disco Dancers. So effectively, we've got Disco Dancing Dragons as part of my deck. Only because I stole the other deck you wanted. That is true, that is true. And then I stole the deck that you wanted as well. Yes. Um, I wanted the Steampunk deck off of, um, <laughs> off of Vija when we were picking originally. Yes, uh, great minds think alike. So, so what were the decks you were wanting to go for? You were going to go for... Uh, Dragon Steampunk. Steampunk Dragons. Steampunk Dragons. <laughs> and, uh, and I was of the same mindset. So <laughs> I, I think we, we've all come to a compromise. Steampunk is awesome. Yes. Uh, where I have fairy sharks. <laughs> because, you know, that's what sharks needed, was a little bit of pixie dust. A little bit of fey magic. To... Hmm. So, yes, we'll be playing one minion... Oh, well, we can play up to one minion and one action card a turn. And we play them either to our... We play action cards to either our minions or our, all the bases. There are five bases, and we play our minions to the bases. Um, the idea is that each minion has a power... When the power of all the minions go over the power that the base allows, the base breaks and you score um, everyone's minions. Whoever has the most power gets the first point's worth of numbers. Second place gets the second place worth of points. And third gets third place. Um, there are some bases where coming second is actually better than coming first, but you'll see. So the five starting bases we have are Boogie Wonderland, which is worth four, two, and one. It breaks at 21, and the ability here is after a player plays a standard action that affects one or more of their minions here, they can draw a card. Uh, the next base we have is Tornado Alley, which is worth 4 free 2 um, After the first time you play a minion here each turn, you may move another minion to here from another base, um, because that has 25 to break, so requires a fair bit. Our next place is the changing room. After a minion here uses their talent, it gains plus one power to the end of the turn. And that is worth 5, 3, 2, but takes 22 to break. Uh, we then have the home world. After you play a minion there, uh, the owner, its owner can play an extra minion as long as it has power two or less. So potentially play two minions on the same turn. Uh, that's worth 4, 2, 1, and breaks 23. And the last place we have is Ponyland, because why not? Um, if you have two or more minions here, your minions cannot be destroyed by other effects. Uh, but that's only worth 3, 2, 1, and breaks 18. So we'll see how it goes. Um, now, I believe Shadow Fox won our roll-off originally. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so do you want to go first? <laughs> well, I won the roll-off for choosing deck. Uh, sure, so I can play an action and a minion. Uh, in any order, yeah. Jump up in the air Jump up, don't be scared Jump up 
with me, grab coins with me, oh yeah. Come on and jump up in the air. Jump without a care. Jump up cause you know that I'll be there. And if you find you're short on joy. Uh, I guess simple, and we'll play a minion to one of the locations. Um, you know what? We'll go. We'll put Solar Shout, who is a uh, paper airplane transforming <laughs> minion who has a talent to play an extra action, give the minion minus two power until the end of the turn. Which I don't. At this think. stage, is like it, it's however, that's its that's its talent, so you can't yeah. use it this turn. No. But then there's also the home world. After each time a minion is played here, its owner may play an extra minion of power two or less, so I can play a second minion. Play a second minion for free, three. as long as it has power two or less. Which, uh, sure, let's bring out the War Raptor. Ah. Ah. Which is a level two minion, which ongo and has an ongoing effect of uh, plus one power for each War Raptor on this base, including this one. So it's actually now three power, but you played it at two power, so that's fine. That's fine. Yep. Um, so that means the base has gone up to power level seven. Mm-hmm. So still a fair bit off breaking, but we'll get there. Yeah. So that's your um, minion. You don't have to play an action, but you can. You no, know, I think I will. Uh... <laughs> okay, no. Uh, no, yeah, I think that's it for me. Okay. Well, then if you to end your turn, you draw two cards. And I, so I draw back up to seven. No, no, you just draw two cards. Oh, it just happened so, to be conveniently that I uh... that you played two cards. So. You can have a max hand of ten. Um, after that, you have to discard down. Um, but yeah, so if you if you there are a couple of decks which let you play a lot of cards, but that then means you're struggling to draw cards. So you want to pair it with a deck that lets you draw cards. Ideally, uh, it's that kind of strategy. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Random genius. So I'm going to play on Tornado Alley the Imperial Dragon. It's a, th- it's a minion of three power and it has an ongoing effect. After another player plays or moves a minion here, I draw a card. And Tornado's Alley's whole um, uh, gimmick is the fact that you can move minions to Tornado Alley. So it's a nice way for me to get some extra cards when I need them. Yes, and I think Tornado Alley's thing allows you to move anybody else's minion there. 
That is true. That he is doesn't true. Say, he doesn't say your minions. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh. I, I could, could. I. You could pull someone over there now if you want. Oh. I don't know what the advantage for you would be. No, that, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to do that uh, for now. You got, so, and the ongoing of being able to draw a card then wouldn't would that take effect this turn if he decided to move it or? Ongoing is just it's always there. Yeah, ongoing means it's just an ongoing effect while your card is there. Talent is one we have to wait eternally. Yes. Yeah, and then you can activate it if you wish. Cool. Cool. Uh, I am not going to play an action, so I just draw two, and that is my turn. Fair enough. Okie dokie then. I uh, I think I'm going to play... Where have they gone? I'm going to play a Great White Shark in the Changing Rooms. Um, the Great White Shark is four, and its talent is uh, that I can move this minion to another base and destroy a minion there of power two or less. Oof. Which uh, isn't mm. going to happen just now. <laughs> nope. Um I am then going to play an action card, actually. I'm going to play the Week of Sharks. Uh, play on a base. Ongoing, if you have a minion here, draw an extra card at the end of your turn. But I can only use one of them, uh, one Week of Shark abilities per turn. So I can only use it once a turn, regardless. But that means I get to draw three cards at the end of my turn, which hey. is end of my hey. turn, three cards. And that's the end of my turn. Feature. Right. Apologies. I've just been reading the rules on the side for this madness deck I've got to re deal with. So this is a set of 30 identical action cards. Keep the madness deck face up. Oh. So I need to keep this oh. flipped over. But I think I'm the only one that can draw from it because I'm the only one that's going mad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I'll just, I'll leave that off to the side for now. Right, so a action and a... Much contemplation. Mm. Much thinking. Yeah, um, sorry, I, I kind of lost track because I was trying to focus on this madness thing. <laughs> so I will play, I will play Steam Man Ooh. Ooh. to Tornado Alley. I can't use this power, but yet ongoing has plus one power if this base has one of your actions played on it. Do you have any actions you'd like to play on it? Uh, oh, actually, first of all, do you want yeah. to move anyone's card to Tornado Alley? You can move someone's minion, or you can move a minion, a minion. and any minion you like. So I can force a minion to be moved here. Also, when does Gene get the option to, uh, with the ongoing effect of his minion... Like when does that kick in? Um, I tell you what, I'm going uh, to whenever whenever it happens. So, mm. so a card was played there, so you have the ability to just draw now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I'm going to drag the great white across. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because then that negates that power there. It well, uh, until I play another uh, until you play another card, but it means you can't do it next turn. Hang right. on a minute, Vija. You played mm. a minion here, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I draw a card. You also <laughs> you draw a card for yes. And by the way, yeah. another, another minion got moved here, wasn't they? I draw a card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, so that takes the changing room back down to zero, and this is now at ten. Ten. So it's getting up there. Mm. Right, and and I will play the action. Uh, that's. Oh, let me put that down. That's so crazy. Draw a madness card. 
each of your minions has plus one power until the end of your turn. You may play an ac extra action this turn. Okay, so your steam man is now four until the end of the turn. Yeah. Uh, I draw a madness card and play an extra action this turn. Now, I should point out the wording is careful. If it says you may, you can choose. If it says you must, mm. you have yeah. to do it. <laughs> so I choose to play the action card I've just received to draw two cards or return this to the madness deck. So I draw two. So both your action cards go in the discard, I assume. Yeah. And I think that's the end of your turn. That's mm -hmm. the end of my turn. So your Is steam man returns to free. Uh, yeah, you still draw yeah. two cards. I still draw two cards at the end of the turn. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay, so I am building my options. Yep. Uh, Shadow Fox. Yes. Uh, okay. You know what? Uh, we're going to place a War Raptor onto Ponyland, Ooh. which, given its ability, so it gains one, takes three. Uh, so it's just every war raptor in. Oh no, on this base. On this, okay. on this base, yes. And the benefit of Ponyland is if you have two or more minions here, your minions here can be destroyed. Uh, I'm going to play an action. Oh no, 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 sorry, not that one. Never mind. I read that. Uh, <laughs> uh, we will. There's play. a lot of deep thinking going yeah, on. There's a lot of New game, lots of words, trying to figure it out if. That's yeah, fine. follow the wording carefully. Uh, th th this is why I took so long with my turns. <laughs> I'm attaching this action to Solar Shout. Play on a minion. Uh, ongoing, if an ability would affect this minion, destroy this card and the ability does not affect them. So Solar Shout is basically... <laughs> and guns. It's, it's an Anki with uh, a bunch of gun turrets on it on its back. Artillery <laughs> shells, it looks like. So this is technically... A, this is a dinosaur card piece played on a... What they call A robot, basically. On a... Charger bot, yeah. Charger bot. So, and you can do that. That's perfectly fine. That's the whole idea. Which means that we've now got a robot with dinosaur weaponry on it, I guess. Makes sense. Yeah, it is, it, is, it is protected. Yeah, it's, yes, a, it's, it's a deck that kind of meshes not too bad. Hmm. Yes, cool. So that be the. I've done my two. I will draw two. Um, you do. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's. Yeah, that's your turn. Yep. Random genius. Right, so I am going to play an action on Tornado Alley. Okay. That okay. action is... Actually, do I want to do that? Actually, yeah, I'm going to play on Tornado Alley, bring down the walls. Oh. Before a base scores, I can play a minion here. Oh. oh. That's, that's yeah. handy. So it means that if he's just shy of winning points... He can just go, yeah, you know, I'll play. And it's a May, so, you know, if he's already winning, you guess he can just... Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good play. Mm. And uh, what I'm also going to do is I'm going to play a minion, and I'm going to play a Diva in Tornado oh. Alley, uh, which is an ongoing action once a turn, when a standard action directly affects one or more of your other minions here, I can choose this minion to be affected the same way. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. For those listening in, I hope you're not completely lost yet, like I am. <laughs> What's so confusing about a about a dragon that's also a diva? Well, it could be argued. <laughs> to be fair, all dragons are somewhat of a diva, right? Uh, else that's it. I have to draw two. Uh, when does the hand limit come into place? Ten, it said, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah but when does it come into place? 
As in, I will what, need to when look do I up. when do I reduce down to ten? Is it immediate or is it at the end of my turn? I'll need to look that up. I don't know off the top of my head. Fair enough. Doesn't affect me because uh, with two it brings me up to ten. But uh, I just want to be yeah. absolutely hundred percent sure. And I'm assuming you didn't want to use Tornado Alley's ability to drag another minion here. Uh, oh, also thirteen. <laughs> not yet. No. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. It's, a, it's okay. a good way to tip things over. It is. You just want mm. to score. And okay, because, okay. Yeah. yeah, go for it. No, 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 no. And because you place a minion here, uh, sorry, an action here, whether it's, uh, you can dump an extra on here, you can, you, you're you essentially locking it up to win. Mm. Yep. So um, first thing I'm going to do on my turn, I need to actually double-check if actions are also use up your action card. I don't think they do. Um, but I will double check that at some point. Um, do 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 start turn play cards. Uh, minion actions. Oh no! So I can use a talent once per turn on top of my two cards. So I'm going to use a uh, great white's talent to move him to another base. Um, yeah. so he's moving back to the changing rooms. Needs to uh, change up again. Yep. Yeah, so that goes. That base goes back down to nine, and this base goes. Changing rooms go back up to four. Uh, which means I get my extra draw. But I am going to play a card, and I'm going to make my grey white, white shark ride a ladybug somehow. Uh, so that prevents him from being destroyed. Um, and on a turn, I can also use the talent of that card to transfer the ladybug to another place. Um, additionally, I'm going to place a... Yeah, I'm going to place a hammerhead shark... In the homeworld, um, which, as I've played a minion there, I can play an extra minion of power two or less. So I'm going to play the fairy Tinks there. Um, and I can transfer any action played on another minion to this one. Oh. So that could be interesting. That could be. Mm. Uh, I still think I can play... No, that's that's everything my turn. So I draw three cards because I have a shark in my shark of the week area. And that is the end of my turn. Uh, Vija, you're up. Uh, decisions, decisions. That does remind me. I need to. Oh, someone already increased the base count. Already done that. Thank you. Homeworld's halfway to being uh, broken. That it is. So poor, poor old um, Boogie Wonderland is just sitting there with nothing on it. <laughs> it's biding its time. Disco never dies. This is true. It just takes a little while to get started. Need a DJ there first. I'm going to play the psychologist uh, to Tornado Alley. And let's see. So the psychologist ability, which you activate when you play it, is you may return a madness card from your hand or the discard pile to the madness deck. Mm. Not sure uh, where. Yeah, I don't have any madness cards right now. Uh, you have them in your discard pile. Yes, I suppose I could return that to the deck. I'll do that. Can I do that now or is it on the next turn? No, it's now. It's when you play okay. the card. Right. It's not a talent, so you only get to do it once. Yeah, so I shuffle. Shuffle it in. Okay. Uh, then I will play Escape Hatch. Ooh. Ooh. Which basically means um, when your minions here are destroyed, place them into your hand instead of the discard pile. Ah. Now, ah. the thing is, when a place breaks, all your mm. minions are destroyed. Mm. Not so much for Vija. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That, that could be devastating, actually. Indeed. By the way, you played a minion, didn't you? Yes, I did. 
Hard. You now have more than 10 cards, right? I do, yes. So what is the ruling? Is it end of my uh, turn or is it immediate? If you have more than 10 cards after drawing, discard down to 10. It's, okay, this, so it's end of turn. End of turn drawing, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, so if your hand is bigger than 10 other times in the game, that's okay. You wait until your draw two cards phase before you do it, before you discard. So you can keep them for the moment. Hmm. <laughs> Should we do one more round before we uh, do some chatting? Seems and to be good. relatively fast around yeah. the table. Yeah, it's only been like uh, 27 minutes. Yeah, I think once everyone's used to the game, it gets a bit quicker. Mm. Right, so once more with feeling. Yeah. Yeah, you're up. Speed round. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're gonna play Huffy to oh. this boogie land. Ooh, Ooh. And, Huffy uh, so Huffy transforms into a chopper push bike, <laughs> but more accurately, uh, she has a talent to move the minion to another base and give it negative one power until the end of the turn. Which... Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it's actually like my shark, but a little bit not so good because you lose one power until the end of the turn when you do it. I do, but and they're going to play the action. Ooh, passenger. When this minion moves, I can move another one of your minions from the previous base to the new location, so I can basically transfer two at a time with her. Oh. Okay, that's pretty good. That's cool. Useful. And with an action, Boogie Wonderland has a thing. Uh, an effect after a player plays a standard action that affects. Uh, so did I play? I played the action. But does that actually affect this card, or is it? Yes, it does. It, it affects the card. It gives it ability. I'll say. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. So I play yeah. a minion. I think you it. wouldn't do it if you played an action card that affected the base. Is the main thing. Yeah. But yeah. So so I've played a card that's given my card a new talent. Yeah. Therefore, it's affected. So I draw up. Yep. Cool. And then I will draw. I'll draw the one, and then I will draw the two for my end of my turn. Yeah. Sounds all right. Uh, random genius, you're up. Hey. No, no one scored anything yet because none of the bases are broken. No, so. no. They'll start breaking soon. Mm. So we've, got two, <laughs> we've got two high numbers, two on 12, two on three, and one on four. So it's, they got two. They're yeah, a little two are about halfway. Okay, so let's give an action, which is going to be, you know what? Let's add a little chaos. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> let's... Burn the home world down. Oh. Oh. Destroy a base and any actions played on it. I replace it with a top card of the base deck or a base from the discard pile. All minions remain. Okay. So So all the protections that have been put in place. Now, there are no bases in the discard pile. So it'll be the topmost. And the home world gets discarded, right? Yeah. And, and it is mothership. mothership. <laughs> Upgrade. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a 4 2 1. Uh, card of the breaking point of 20. After this base scores, the winner may return one of his or her minions of power three or less to their hand. Mm. Uh, but it's only got, it breaks at 20, so it's actually yes. it's so getting to closer than, yeah. yeah. And that's only for the winner may return one of the minions, yes. so everyone else still yeah. loses everything. Yep. Ooh, that might change some of my plans. <laughs> plans? I, yeah, I, plan? I had plans. I'm just playing it by ear. And I am going to play another Imperial Dragon, this time on the Mothership. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, God, I know what you're trying to do now. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Draw your two. That's the end of your turn, then, right? That is the end of my turn. Oh, no, hang on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, did an action, did did a minion, so that now means that I draw two and discard one. Oh, no. Oh no, this is 
Okay, I've just got some really good cards. <laughs> uh, but I'm discarding a hatchling of power two. Fair enough. Spoilers, uh... I may be playing a hatchling elsewhere. I have a lot in my hand. <laughs> I guess I might as well start scoring. Um, so how much power have we got in here already? Uh, we've got 15. So you need five more to break it. Yep. Well, the thing is, I can transfer my great white over there, but I don't really want to be doing that. And the question is, do I want to use one of my more powerful minions on there? And I think I'm going to have to. Yeah, I, I think I want to start getting rid of some cards anyway. So, uh, do, 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 do I have anything that will... Plus, you'll end up knocking someone out from the scoring. This is, well, ten, eh, well you, you wouldn't be able to score because you've not got any minions here. Yes, everyone else you will. Yeah. Oh, no, no, sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah everyone will score. Uh, do, 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 do. It's in I your just best want to interest. double-check something on one of my cards quickly. Do, do, do. Okay, yeah, that still works. And, uh, it doesn't really make, make much difference. I'm going to play a Megalodon to the Mothership. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Megalodon is five, so that then goes up to 20, and this base breaks. Now, I could prevent it from breaking, because I do. Megalodon does have an ability, which is you may destroy a minion of power four or less here. But I don't want to do that, because that then stops the base from breaking. But you also um, have the special before it scores. You may destroy a minion here of power three or less. Ah, but this is... So basically, what those abilities do is the base breaks, but I can do something before we do the calculations for it. So exactly. at that point, mm. I could destroy something. You could and... theoretically destroy Ian's three, therefore removing him from the, <laughs> the this base entirely. This is true, or I could destroy your raptor. You I can't could. destroy your solar shout because uh, well, two no. claws and guns is protecting it. Yeah. It, it, would, it would also result in nothing because I would still be the second exactly. highest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to do anything, but oh, obviously, no, no. <laughs> uh, does anybody else want to play anything? So do you have any cards you want to play before a base breaks? You have to be one of the special ones that say. Yeah, no, I think, I'm, yeah. I, think I, I can then. <laughs> Random genius, do you want to try and get more points or are you happy with third place? I'm just checking something. At the moment, Shadowfox has... Seven. 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 I've got three, and then you've got everything else. I've got ten. Yeah. Uh... Oh, but you do get to draw a card, because I played a minion there. I do, yes. <laughs> Let me draw a card first before we do anything else. Ooh, interesting. Uh, you know what? Let's make this interesting. I'm playing Intimidating Presence oh. on the base. Every other minion loses one power. The okay. base stays. Okay, so I go down to seven. Before a base scores, you may play this card there. Yes. Yes. So the base the so the base does not uh, does it not break now? Or? No, it still breaks. Oh, okay. But, but, but so Before... you lose three because you got so you go down to all right. So you go down to seven. Yeah. I go down to five. Oh, that doesn't or... really do anything. Though. Yeah, that doesn't oh. really help you. Fair um, enough. I will. No. So before a base breaks means that you play it before you do the calculations of it breaking. It doesn't ah. stop it from breaking. That is what my understanding from watching tutorials was. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So, okay. So I'm going to keep... Uh, do you mind if I mulligan that? Yeah, I'm happy for you to mulligan that. Because we're, we're all still kind of learning here. Fair enough. So because that wouldn't have really affected anything. So, okay. No. Fair enough. If, um, if you had like a deck that spanned lots of little minions, that could devastate them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the base breaks. Um, as the winner, I get to take one of these cards back into my hand. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it has to be of power three or less. Bugger. Well, so I'm taking yeah, it my head back into my head yeah. and hand. <laughs> uh, but that st I still counts totals. 
So I get four points. Uh, Shadow Fox gets two. Yep. And I get the one. Yep. And all of those cards get discarded, including the base. So we need new base. Our new base is the Central Brain. A 4-2-1 base of breaking point 19. Each minion here has plus one power. Oh, So just power up your minions there, then. Yep. Um, okay, I can still technically play a action. Um, can you have thoughts uh, base breaks at the end of the turn? Oh, does it? I don't know. Does it? Probably. I don't actually think there's an action card I want to play anyway, so... Oh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Bollocks. Um, I... You know what? I am, however, going to use the talent of my Great White and move him to Disco Land. Disco Land, woo! Uh, with the Lady Hook. Um, so I'm only drawing two cards this turn, uh, which is good, because if I draw three, I'd have to discard one. And uh, that is the end of my turn. <laughs> so that was a bit of a longer turn, but uh, explains how base-breaking works. Uh, Vija, sorry. <laughs> Fine, I was kept out of it this time. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still thinking. Yeah. Okay, um, I am gonna boost this one by placing the prof the professor here, and his talent is discard a madness card. If you do, you may play an extra action and or an extra minion. Um, Ooh. Ooh. I, I I don't have a madness card right now. You can't use it this turn anyway. You'd have to wait yeah. until next turn. By the way, did you just play a card on the uh, tornado? <laughs> yes, Island? I did. Excellent, I draw a card. By the way, did you have an action on Tornado Alley? I do have an action on Tornado Alley. I have an extra one for your Steam, man. Yes, you got a very good yes, point. Yes, this is true. It should be on there. So this yeah. base is actually getting close to breaking. It's on 18 out of 25 now. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I'm going to play Scrap Diving, an action card from your discard pile into your hand. Ooh. So I'll put... That's so crazy back into my hand. <laughs> That's so crazy. Oh, this is going to be a very interesting combination deck, I think. I think so as well. And is that you assume I'm a, that's my turn? I you're assuming I am playing this <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> None of us know either, so mm. I don't think you're worried there. Cool. Uh, anyone wanted to start in particular, or shall I go first?
I think you can go first. Fair enough, then. Uh, So I'm actually going to start off my discussion with um, a movie, which I don't do very often because I don't tend to watch movies. But um, Interesting. I bought a DVD um, while buying supplies for when I had a free fillings done and just wanted a movie to watch to recover. Um, So you know what? I bought the movie that I thought, there's no way this is going to be unhappy. Super Mario Bros. the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. So, has everyone else here watched it? <laughs> Just no. Wait, which, which one? The, the <laughs> recent one. The, the okay. Illumination one. Uh, okay, it's technically. Fair enough. Um, but, uh, Random Genius, you've not seen it yet. I've not, no. Okay. I won't do too many spoilers, although, let's be honest. I mean... I think the... you can guess what the plot is. <laughs> There's a plumber. <laughs> uh, the answer up to some form of nefarious deeds and or, uh, and or is willing to go go-karting. Um... Uh, I don't think Bowser goes go karting in it. There is go karting in it, though. That's in the trailer, so that's yeah. that's fine. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think my first thoughts are: Did I enjoy it? Yes. Was it fun? Yeah. Um, I will say one criticism I had is it felt very short. I could have gone and actually looked up what the runtime was, but um, it, I think it's under an hour and a half. It's a very short movie, which is kind of good because you don't want those kind of things to outstay their welcome. But by general movie standards, yeah, it just felt like it was very short. And as such, it also felt like it was very rushed in places. Um, I don't know if the other people that seen it have agreed with that or not. I, I wouldn't dis- disagree. Um, it, it didn't have much lack in it. I mean, there was one bit that I think they could have cut, but I was quite glad they didn't. Mm. And all I will say is peaches. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you should have cut that bit. Because I think it flows quite nicely... Um, with the bit afterwards, mm, um, yeah. especially with the references they use. So this is the other thing I think that's a big thing with this film is there's a lot of there's a lot of direct references, um, which is both a good and a bad thing because if you ha- if you are a massive Mario fan throughout the years, there is so much nostalgia for you there. And this is where I think the movie falls a little bit flat for me because I don't have that nostalgia. I get most of the references, but. Um, they don't do anything for me because I'm not nostalgic for them. Um, I think the biggest nostalgia areas are the stuff around the Donkey Kong area um, because I, you know, there's a reference to Donkey Kong 64, which might come up later, um, with one of the characters from there getting a cameo. It's a very small cameo, but you know, it's a, it's one it's one of those nice little touches. Um, but I do wonder if it's hard it's hard for me to say that I don't know if someone who doesn't know Mario very well, whether this will grip them or not. It's something I'd be intrigued to see. Um, but overall, it was fun. Um, but obviously, a lot of it is because of the characters. Um, let's, you know... Chris Pratt was okay, I think is the best way of putting it. I don't think he was bad in the role, but I also feel like he was the weakest voice in the, in it. Again, feel free to disagree with me if you wish, anyone that's watched it. <laughs> No. Is that a no, you don't agree, or no, you agree with uh, me? No, uh, I, I will agree with you on that. Uh, I remember a particular interview um, um, when it was really first announced that he was going to be Mario's voice, and it kind of it felt very much like he had a gun off screen pointed <laughs> at him, um, <laughs> just with the way he said everything. And it's like... Why are you doing this? You don't even do that good of an uh, Italian impression. 
it was better for the movie. But yeah, I, I don't think it was an offensive Mario. Mm. And I, I understand why they want to bring, you know, star talent because they want to get all the kids watching it who recognize Chris Pratt. Mm. I get that. Do I think he was the best choice of the role? No. Do I think Charles Martinet should have been Mario? I don't actually think so because while he is the iconic Mario voice, I don't know if you would have, I don't know if you would have wanted an entire movie of that voice, if that makes sense. I, yeah, I, I would certainly say, even though I've not seen the movie, I have heard a lot of Charles Martinet. And uh, yeah, I don't think he would be able to carry a movie with with him doing the Mario voice. Yeah, and here's the thing: like, the, one of the nice things was the DVD had um, a load of had an interview with every one of the major voice actors, um, apart from one who they have a interview section for a character that I don't want to spoil for the Random Genius, but they never actually interview the voice actor himself, which feels weird. Um, but going through them quickly, I think it's Charlie Day is Luigi. Absolutely uh, fine. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did a good Luigi. Mm. Um, I, I he does Luigi doesn't get that much screen time, but I think he's done he's, really well because he's Luigi. He, he's he's always second fiddle whenever there's a Mario game in the title. This is somewhat true. Save, saving him for the sequel. Yeah. Um, Peach. So Peach is very different to her game counterpart. I think I like for a that movie, difference. I do. I think it suits the movie, and I think the and the interview with the voice actress. I think there was a very conscious decision to make her a more modern female. And I think that's fine. I, yeah, I had no complaints about her. I, I feel one of the other things is I just don't feel she got, again, Peach probably gets one of the most screen times out of some of the characters. And yet it doesn't feel like we explore her character that much, but no, she does a good job. Um, and then I'm forgetting other voice actors names. Guy who plays two, uh, Toad, Keenan. Um, I forgot his last name. Keenan, <laughs> I'll have to look it up another time. But um, it's obvious that he is a fan of the Mario series. And again, if you'd have had a regular Toad's voice, and there are regular Toads with the voice in the movie, but he's a more prominent Toad that speaks a lot more. And I think if you'd had that voice over, it would have been overbearing. So I actually think he does quite a good job of being halfway between a normal Toad and a Toad you can actually comfortably listen to throughout the whole thing. It's Michael Key, Keegan-Michael Key, by the way. Keegan Michael Key, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah. It's... The problem is, whenever I've watched him, he's only ever been referred to as Keenan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've watched him a lot on recently on um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? So, um, And then the, all the other voice actors, again, do quite a good job based on the characters they're on. Um, oh, and there's one I'm definitely forgetting who I think just steals most of the show, and I guess most people agree, and that is Jack Black as Bowser. Woo. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, from from what I gather, yes, yes. It's the thing. The thing with Jack Black is occasionally when you give him a role, it ends up as one of two things: he either nails it or the role becomes Jack Black. Bowser slightly flirts between both at times, but I think it still works for Bowser. So there's some definitely some scenes. Your reference to Peaches is definitely one of those scenes where it's mm. very much Jack Black coming through. What I feel is really nice with that scene is it transitions very well into just going back to, oh, yeah, no, this is just Bowser. <laughs> yeah. I, one thing I would say about the Peaches scene is, like, could you not have let Jack Black go all in and do a full song for that bit rather than what we got? I love what we got, but I think Jack 
Black could have done something epic there. So I think there is. They're not going to let them. That mm. that is true. Although I think there is a longer version that they uploaded to YouTube. Um, yeah, I think the I think a longer version was re- was released on YouTube or whatever, and it did hit the Billboard chart. Mm. And it it and again it kind of fits well. Again, Bowser's one of those voices where I had a voice in my head from voices you've had of Bowser. And I'm specifically thinking Bowser's Inside Story, Bowser. But that's too deep. In fact, I think Jack Black's one of the few voices where they've made it less deep. They've heightened it a bit, and it suits it still. Whereas everyone else, I think, had to be deepened. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, Jack Black definitely steals the show. But at the same time, it, he just works really well as Bowser. And again, you can tell he's got love for the original source material, which helps. I think that's where you notice the big difference in the actors is the ones that already knew had their vision of the character and knew the history. Um, again, Donkey Kong's a good one because Donkey Kong's a weird one because has he had a voice? Kind of in the cartoon, but is that the voice you want? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, the old uh, the old shows aren't always necessarily the best uh, starting blocks to go from. <laughs> yeah, and then interestingly, he has actually had quite a lot of different voice actors through the years, um, even though the voice has just been like okay. And stuff like that. Oh, banana. Well, I don't think that's actually Donkey. I think that's like an announcer when they do no. the gold banana thing. <laughs> but then, like, I know he's got a much lighter voice in Punch Out, where he's like, he sounds more like a chimp. Um, so, yeah, Super Mario's Bros. movie. So, I, I ended up paying, I think, nine quid for the DVD because I got a pound off from Tesco Club Card. Hey. Um, do I think it's worth 10 quid? Eh, it's a bit short, but I think it's worth a watch. Yeah, for reference, it's 92 minutes long. Okay, so it is an hour and a half, pretty much dead on, um, if you take out credits. So, yeah, it's it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Do I like it more than the Sonic ones? The problem is I have more nostalgia for Sonic, so I don't think it's a fair comparison, to be quite frank. Also, one's live action, one's animated. You're going to get different uh, setups and and everything else with that. So Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, back onto video games, which is my main stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about a DOS game that uh, I recently replayed through the entirety of. Um, and it is called God of Thunder. Hey! <laughs> so, this is a old DOS. It did have a shareware version, which was the first chapter. You play as Thor and his might with his mighty hammer, and you have to go through the various realms, freeing it from the evil Loki and his two minions, Jormungarda and... I can't remember the middle one. He was that boring his prince of death or something um it it's it's a really old it it's definitely you know typical of really old dos games it's got bits which are a bit bullshit difficulty hard solutions that it's like how am i ever supposed to figure this out like oh hey um this man won't talk to me and he's got an important item i need okay well what do i need to do to go i need to go and find a dolly for him why because he's missing his dolly it's like okay where do I find the dolly? Oh, it's in a hole somewhere in town. How the are you old, ever going to figure this out? The old kind of logic in these games. Of, yeah, yeah, the old logic. Um, but, you know, and the controls are a bit twiddly and fiddly as well, uh, especially on, like, so it's old PC controls, so it's the directional buttons to move. Control is your magic button. Alt is your hammer button. Space is your choose magic button. It, yeah, it's all a bit all over the place. But, it, it, it is fairly archaic. Yeah, but it's fun. Um, I mean, it's probably more fun for me with Star Wars regions, but I would say, the, again, the question is, is it worth the money? And um, 
I don't know. How much would you, you know, old DOS games, probably you shouldn't be paying too much for. Um, anyone want, apart from the random genius, because I know he knows how much this is, anybody want to guess <laughs> how much this is? So what you got so on Steam. On a Steam. Released on Steam. Mm-hmm. It is using DOSBox. I should point that out. So it is literally just a port of it. Um, I, mean, I want to say... Oh, 20. I'm going to say 20. Oh, so, 20. Here's the, I, so I'm thinking, I, I bought the original Red Faction on Steam just recently for a fiver. Okay. I, if it's, I feel like it's got to be like around about a fiver or so. Yeah, a fiver seems reasonable. And Nabal's going with 20 quid. Just, just randomly throwing it out there just in case it's absurd. Yeah. Random Genius, do you want to tell them how much it is? Well, you can go over to Steam and get yourself a brand smacking new copy of God of Thunder DOS Edition for the PC for the for the absolutely extortionate price of nothing. It is, oh, is it free. It's it is free. Okay. No. Uh, they basically were just like, yeah, we'd rather just people have a good safe place to download it. So it's free. So, you know, is it worth giving it a try? Sure, it's free. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got it. Go, go, give it a try. If if you are sort of into your old DOS games or old platformers or whatnot, if, if you remember Apogee in their heydays, yeah. <laughs> this is what it's not. Different. It's not like that level of game. It, but... Yeah, it's it's older than that, and it's definitely you can tell it's dated. Yes, but it's it's a nice little exploration as to what games were like in that era, and the fact that you could just create games by yourself <laughs> and just upload it to to a shareware site for it to be distributed freely among people or on a floppy then, disk or on a, uh, or on a floppy <laughs> disk yes and then have the actual game be bought later down the line um yeah it's yeah it and is, as you point out was... this is not the shareware version with just the first episode it's the entire thing yeah all three episodes um so yeah god of thunder give it a try why not why not <laughs> and i've just also remembered one of the most hilarious things is the pickup i pick up noise whenever you pick up a gem Ooh. And 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 the death and the death cry of ah ah um cool uh next game so the the other thing I've been doing a lot of recently is playing randomizers and first up is one probably more for Nepal and the Random Genius Kingdom Hearts Two randomizer why why would you do that to yourself. <laughs> Because it's actually so that one of the nice things with the randomizers, there's a load of different modes. And actually, I'm not doing any of the really hard ones, I'll be honest. So there's some one of the reasons I got back into it recently was there was a tournament randomizer tournament called, I think, the King of Crowns, where every like level of the tournament before you get eliminated was a different type. So the first uh, first couple of weeks was something called All Blue Numbers, which is just go around the levels and find all the items you need. Uh, to fill out the tracker. So you've got to get all the magics, all the items that unlock worlds, all of the summons, all of the Ansem reports. Just pick up all the items, open all the chests. Usually there'd be one or two items locked behind a boss of some kind, but it's the easiest mode. Uh, then I think they had one which was something called like Path Hints, which is basically when you get a hint, you would then get something saying, this world is on the path to the uh, one of the three truths. And what that would then tell you is any of the items you find in that world, the those are hints on where the items you're looking for may be based on where those items originally come from. So to give an example, um, if you find one of Winnie the Pooh's pages on them, you would have to go to the worlds where you originally find Pooh's pages. So um, Hollow Bastion, Land of Dragons, uh, Pride Lands. And that's the locations where that thing is 
most likely going to be. And then once you've found all of them, you then have to go and fight the final boss of the game. One of the funniest new ones that were added was something called Yeet the Bear, which is just you have to go and yeet Winnie the Pooh off a, a hillside. Uh, but to do that, you have to find all five pages of the Winnie the Pooh book. Um, so it's just all these different ones. Now, I've just been practicing with random seeds, which is basically just having fun. Um, but it's nice to kind of go through the game quite quickly because they do like a multiplier for your experience. So you level up quite quickly. You don't have to do any of the gummy stuff. You start in the Garden of Assemblage and you just go straight to the levels from there. Um, and all of the data fights are added, but you unlock them by completing that world. And then there'll be like a door that you can enter to go and fight the data version of the related Organization 13 member from that world. I don't know. I, I've been quite enjoying it. And I think it's uh, definitely looking at all the different ways you can play it. So, for instance, all the ways I've been playing it and all the ways I've been watching generally... Um, you don't randomize enemies or bosses or anything. You're just randomizing what items are in which chest. So you still kind of know what you're going up against. You just might have to do it with a slightly odd tool set. Or on the other hand, you might do it with a tool set that's well overpowered. You know, getting to fight um, the first axle with final form or something. Just wreck him. Um, but there are more extreme versions. There was one that was on G uh, Games Done Quick recently, which was Boss Randomizer, where they fight something like the final looks at boss in um, one of the Beast Castle's rooms. And it's like, uh, this doesn't fit very well. Um, so there's, there's loads of interesting stuff on there. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, Nabal, I thought you might be kind of interested in this one. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> how, how about this? Maybe sometime I'll show it to you, see if you do actually like it and maybe want to give it a try. Yeah, perhaps. Possibly I'm going to look at streaming it at some point. So... Um, but there is one other game that I'm thinking of streaming beforehand because it's slightly easier to set up at a stream for. And uh, it is another randomizer. And I said I was going to come back to this. Donkey Kong 64! Because, again, why not? Um, so, obviously, DK64 isn't an RPG. So what is it randomizing? It's a collectathon. You're right, randomizing all the collectibles. Um, but oddly enough, it feels like the game, the core base of the game actually works all right being randomized. Like, the game's fine with you not starting as Donkey Kong and having abilities from the Kongs out of order and just going to the worlds as you need them. So it's kind of quite fun. Um, so I've been going for a few seeds of that because they only last, they're only supposed to last between two and a half, two to two and a half hours for their season two settings. I'm not quite that good. So they usually averagely taking me three hours, but I will say one of the best features in it is the music random because people have been making bonus tracks for it. Like, do you want Kuze's theme from Yakuza Zero in the game? You can have it. Do you want to replace yeah. the banana yeah. sound with picking up a Chaos Emerald or the Final Fantasy Victory theme? You can do that. Um, some of the ones they've done are really ridiculous because they have to use the soundboard that's in Donkey Kong already. So, for instance, someone's done the um, Sonic and the Secrets Rings one that goes like, who's going to rock the place? But they can only use the word from the DK rap to make it work. And it still works quite well. Um, so I'm going to shut up there because I think I've babbled on long enough. But that's kind of been what I've been doing the last couple of months. But, um, and hopefully some of those I'll get to show off on stream when I can get it up and running. Here's hoping. Fingers crossed.